Good evening. We are in the middle of discussing what we can be called Birchas Hashvach and Birchas the brachas that we make when we see the wonders of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and the brachas we make when we want to give praise to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And we finished off the previous year where we discussed the brachas on seeing the Yam Hagodol, etc. We still need to continue with Bechas Shvach and Bechas Haidah. We have a number of different scenarios that we need to discuss which are relevant. And if we have time, we'll start talking about the halachas of Suffolk Brocha and see how far we get with the halachas of Suffolk Brocha. We've mentioned them throughout the different shurim, but we'll compile them now into a group of halachas under the banner of Suffolk Brochas. But before we do that, let's finish off and continue to discuss the Bechas Hashvach. The Brocha that we need to make when one sees thunder and lightning. So when one sees thunder and lightning, one has to make a bracha. It's one of the wonders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the thunder and lightning. And the bracha that one ideally makes is a bracha of Oseh Ma'aseh Bereshis. He who makes Ma'aseh, the actions of Bereshis. He, it's a bracha that he, he constantly makes and, and renews the, the creation of the world. So we say Oseh Ma'aseh Bereshis. That's the ideal bracha to make on thunder and on lightning. If he made the bracha of Mali if he made the bracha of his strength and his might fills a world, Yotza, he's, he's fulfilled his obligation. That's also a bracha that's sufficient to be said on, if you, if you are making a bracha on both. So, for example, you saw lightning, so you made the bracha of Isamaster Bracious. You didn't intend to make any bracha on thunder at all. All you heard, all you saw was lightning. You hadn't heard the thunder yet. So you made a bracha of Oysamaisa Bracious. You then hear thunder. Then you can make another bracha of Shekhoi And that way you end up making two brachas and that's fine. So you'll say the first bracha, you'll say Oysamaisa Bracious. And on thunder, it's more appropriate to say So you'll say the second bracha of Shekhoi However, if you'll say, if you hear and see thunder and lightning simultaneously, so you see the, the lightning and then you hear the thunder almost simultaneously, then you make one bracha and one bracha alone on the thunder and the lightning. And that bracha will be as we mentioned before. If you said that would be sufficient. But you do not make two brachas because now that you're making one bracha on both the thunder and the lightning simultaneously, one bracha is sufficient. If you made two, would be a bracha levatola. And it's a mistake that we often made because we, the concept of saying two applies to thunder and lightning in a situation where you made the bracha on the lightning first without any intent to be moitzi, to fulfill your bracha on the thunder. Then when you hear the thunder a few, a few minutes later or a few seconds later, you can make a second bracha of shakechog mali oilam. However, when you see and hear them together, <coughs> then you make one bracha and one bracha alone. Any other bracha will be, will be constituted will be constitute a bracha levatola and will be unnecessary. How often can you say the bracha on thunder and lightning? So it's stormy weather and it's the thundering and lightning. How often can you repeat the bracha of and the halacha tells us as follows. As long as the storm is still there or as long as the, the clouds from the original storm haven't dissipated, they are still in place it's still cloudy. Those clouds are still there. It doesn't have to be the exact clouds because clouds do move. But the overcast, the clouds are still in place. 
then you do not make a repeat broker if it if it thunders and lightens and, and there's lightning again a few minutes later. So if you see a thunder and lightning storm and it's still cloudy, an hour later it's, the clouds are still there and there's more thunder and lightning, you do not need to make another broker. If the clouds have dissipated and there's no clouds and the sky turns blue and then it clouds over again and you again have a second storm, then that would require you to make another bracha of Oysemaisabrashis or Shekoycha Gubarasa Mali Olam. If the clouds remain in place and they still don't dissipate, here in England this is very common, and the next morning the clouds are still there, it's been a cloudy day as it has been for the last few days, cloud solid for day, day in, day out. Then if it's a second day and there's a, a thunderstorm, you can make again repeat the bracha of Shekoycha of Oysemaisabrashis and Shekoycha Gubarasa Mali Olam. So let's just repeat that once more because it's extremely relevant. There are two brachas that can be said. The ideal bracha to be said on thunder or lightning is Oysemaisa Bracious. If you said Shekhoichog Olam, you've fulfilled your bracha, you've been Yaitza. You only make one bracha on thunder and lightning unless you made a bracha on the lightning first without intention to be Moitzi your thunder. And then a few few seconds or minutes later, you, you heard the thunder. You can then make a bracha of Shekhoichog Olam. If, however, you heard them or saw it almost simultaneously, you heard the thunder and saw the lightning almost simultaneously, or you haven't had yet time to say the bracha on, on the lightning, and then you heard the thunder, then one bracha will be sufficient, and you may not make two brachas. You can only make the bracha on thunder and lightning as long as the... You can only say it once, as long as the clouds are still there that day, you, can only, you can't repeat it again. The second day you can repeat it, even if the clouds are still in place from the day before. But if in the same day the clouds dissipated, they, they, they cleared, and you're left with a blue sky, and then it, they came back, a new, a new storm uh, it, it developed, and it came back, a few uh, new storms, a new thunder, a new lightning, then you can make a new bracha of Oysemaisabrashis or Shekoichig of Rosh Mali Olam. The bracha of Oysemaisabrashis or Shekoichig of Rosh Mali Olam, and we'll come back to this a bit later again, has to be said within Toich Kedei Dibo of seeing the thunder, seeing the lightning, or hearing the thunder. Toich Kedei Dibo is the time it takes to say Shalom Alecha Rebbe Umayri. Not very long at all. So as soon as you see thunder, as soon as you hear thunder or see lightning, within the time frame of Shalom Alecha Rebbe Umayri, two to three seconds, you can say the bracha. Post that, you've lost it, and you can't make the bracha. We're talking about a thunder and lightning which isn't Continuous. If it continues to thunder lightning, then you can, you can make the bracha. But if you saw one thunder and one, one lightning and you heard one thunder and you weren't able to say the bracha within Toshkatei Dibu, you need to wash your hands or whatever it may be, then it's too late. You've lost the opportunity. A rainbow also demands a bracha. A rainbow, the bracha on a rainbow is Zecher Habris, the Ne'mon Bibrisoi, the Kaim Bamamori. Kodesh Bracha made a covenant with Noyach. Straight after the time of the Mabu, it's called Bris Hakeshes, a covenant on the rainbow. That whenever Hakadosh Baruch Hu feels that it's time to destroy the world, he'll remember his promise to Noah that the world will always continue, and he and he will place a sign in the sky that reminds us that the reason why the world is continuing to exist is because of the Bris, because of this covenant with Noah, and that's the Bris Hakeshes. That's the rainbow that we see in the sky. Interesting is that the word Bris is mentioned seven times in the Pasha of the rainbow in the Pasha of Noach because it's a bris, a covenant that the physical world, which is always represented by the number seven, will continue to exist. And therefore the word bris is mentioned seven times. And since it's a 
Shvach, a praise that we have to praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu for not destroying the world, for keeping the world in existence, even though perhaps we don't deserve it. And therefore the rainbow comes out, therefore we make a bracha of Zechei Habris, the Mishnah tells us something very interesting. He has a suffolk, he has a doubt. When can one make this bracha on a rainbow? Is it only when you see a full rainbow? Now, a full rainbow means when it's a semicircle, a whole, a whole half of a, of a circle. On the great, you see the, the rainbow from one side all the way through to the other. Or is it even when you see part of a rainbow? Sometimes in the, in the end of a storm, you can see a part, a partial rainbow. You don't see the full rainbow. And the Mishaburah has a suffolk, whether you can make a bracha of Zechabris on a partial rainbow. Or does it have to be a full rainbow? And he doesn't actually come to a conclusion. And since it's a suffolk bracha, as we've discussed many times, whenever there's a doubt whether one should or should not make a bracha, then one refrains from making the bracha because suffolk bracha is the hokel and brichas hashvach. These types of brachas are also undergone to the banner of Suffolk bracha, lakula. you do not make the bracha. So therefore, if we follow the Pesach of the Mishnah Barur, then it would follow, it would come out that we only make a bracha on a rainbow when you see a full rainbow, which is a semicircular rainbow and not only a partial, and not a partial rainbow. Again, if you see a rainbow and then a few minutes later you see another rainbow, the same rules that apply to Thunder and lightning apply to rainbows as well. If it's the same clouds, the clouds are still there. The clouds haven't cleared and removed and, and new clouds developed, then you can't make another bracha. If, however, the clouds have dissipated, they've gone, and you've been left with a clear sky. Now, sometime later, some more clouds move across and cloud and this, uh, and the rain, the rain starts, starts raining and the sun and the sun starts shining and causes a rainbow, then you can make another bracha. And the same applies if it's the second day, even though the clouds haven't actually been moved away from, from where you are, the clouds are constant, but if it's the second day, you can make another bracha on a rainbow, but on the same day, only if the clouds clear and then return back to its place. Mishnah Baruch tells us another very interesting halach in the name of the Chai Odom with regards to rainbows, and that is it's not applicable, it's not right to tell people about a rainbow. And this is a halacha quoted in Chai Adam. This is a source of this halacha, not to tell people about a rainbow, because it's moitzi dibo. It's like saying something negative about the world. You're, you're pointing out that the world is in, in a, a state that can only exist because of the covenant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's a type of Lashon Hara, a type of moitzi dibo. Therefore, it's one should best refrain from mentioning. There's nothing spooky about uh, pointing out a rainbow. It's only purely, as the Mishnah says, you're, you're expressing negative negativity, and one shouldn't express negativity. We're so used to a world of negativity at the moment that we don't know what it means not to express negativity. But in a, in a perfect world, one's got to refrain from even pointing out a rainbow because that's already an element of negativity. The brachas on a tree, which one says in Nisan, we've discussed many times in the pre-Pesach Shir, so we're not going to discuss those again now, but they also go under the banner of Bichas Haraya, the brachas that you say when you see something which which you want to give praise, or which you, which would obligate you to give praise to the Rebbein Shlonim. Seeing the blossoms on the tree, blossoming at the beginning of, of the spring in Nisan time is a wonderful, wonderful uh, a Shvacht is it's such a wonderful thing that, that one wants to give praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, Chazal instituted the bracha of Bichas Ilon. But the details of that we've discussed many times in the pre-Pesach Shem. The bracha of HaToi is said on a number of occasions. 
Interestingly, the occasions are unusual. And we'll run through some of those occasions of the bracha vatoiv If a person gives birth, a father or a mother, give birth to a son, a male, then they both make the bracha of hatoiv hamitiv. Receiving a present from the Rebbeinu of a male child is a is a bracha that requires the bracha of hatoiv hamitiv. If one has a daughter, a, a baby that's a girl, then one doesn't make the bracha of hatoiv hamitiv. However, the Mishnah Baruch tells us something very very interesting. We have another halacha, which the Shulchan Aruch tells us in Simon Reish Chafei, that somebody who hasn't seen his friend for 30 days, when he does see him, he makes a bracha of Shechiyonu. If he hasn't seen his friend for 12 months, when he does see him, he makes a bracha of Baruch Mechai HaMesim. And therefore says the Mishnah Baruch, if a person has a child, a girl, a baby girl, even though you don't make the bracha of Ametim, because that was only said for a boy, but you haven't seen this child for a month plus, you've never seen this child before. And therefore, it can't be any worse than seeing meeting a friend for the first time after 30 days, where a bracha of Shechiyonu needs to be made. So too, when you have a child, a girl, you'll make the bracha of Shechiyonu. So for a boy, one would make the bracha of Hatev HaMetiv, and for a girl, you'd make the bracha of Shechiyonu. Many, many years ago, just a, a, a slight anecdote, many years ago, I was with my father, uh, probably over 40 years ago, I was with my father in Eretz Yisrael, my father Shudav Arichas Yomim Mishonim. We were together in Eretz Yisrael and we were waiting at the bus stop in Zichron Yaakov on our way to Haifa. I don't remember why we were going to Haifa. I had no idea, but that's what I do remember. We were standing at the bus stop. Uh, I was a young man, a teenager, and uh, uh, my father was with me. We went to Eretz Yisrael together for, for, for a trip. And uh, it was, must have been well over 40 years ago. And we were waiting at the bus stop for the bus to take us from Zichanyaka to Haifa. And suddenly a man in full fatigue, big beard, but wearing the army, Israeli army uniform, walks up to the bus stop and looks at my father. And he says to my father, are you Rabbi Greenberg? And my father says, yes. And you can see the excitement on this man's face. And immediately he made the bracha of Baruch Mechaim Mason. My father was completely shocked. He had no idea who, who this gentleman was. Uh, he ended up, I don't know if anybody, any of you remember him, there was a, a, a wonderful man called Rabbi Benzion Cohen. He used to be a chaplain in, in Glasgow. Unfortunately, he was killed in a car crash when he was traveling from Scotland down to, to England uh, many, many years ago. And he is a Sunderland-born boy. Uh, he was in school together, with Mr. Pullman, etc., Mr. Jo- Joseph Pullman. And my father used to teach, when my father was a bacha in yeshiva, he used to teach in the cheder on Sunday mornings, uh, maybe during the week as well, I don't remember. He used to teach uh, the, these boys, Torah, regularly. And this was one of the boys that my father taught. And he saw my father, he was, uh, at the time, he was a chaplain in the Israeli army. And he saw my father for the first time, he hadn't seen him since he was a child for so many years. He immediately made the bracha of Baruch Mechai Hemesim. That's the bracha that has to be said when you haven't seen someone for more than 12 months. However, this bracha of Shechiyonu, when you haven't seen someone for more than 30 days, or if you haven't seen someone for more than 12 months, you make the bracha of Mechaya Misim, is only if you haven't had any contact whatsoever. But if you've had telephone contact or even letter writing contact, then the simcha of seeing is seeing that person after 30 days or after 12 months has been diminished. It's not the same it doesn't have the same intensity because you have had some contact and therefore that bracha can't be said. It can only be said if you've had no contact whatsoever for 30 days or for 12 months. In today's world of modern technology, that's something which is extremely rare. 
extremely, extremely rare. We contact each other daily, uh, once a day, 10 times a day, uh, regularly. So therefore, the, the opportunity to make this bracha has become extremely slim and very rare. If a person loses their father or their mother, the person becomes an oval, then he has to make the bracha of Dayan Ha'emes, which is also a bracha of Bichas Haray, Bichas Hashvach, to the Rabbi Shalom. Dayan Ha'emes. Some say the bracha at the time when the person, when the, when the, the departed person leaves this world. We have a minute to say it at the time of the Leviah because we're always worried that if somebody says it at the time of, of the Petira, they'll say it wrong and they won't get it right. And it'll end up being a Suffolk Bracha. And at the time of the Leviah, we can help them and make sure that they say it correctly. And therefore, we say it at the time of the Leviah. Now, if at the same time, when his parent died, he inherited the state of his parent or her parent, and there's no other Yoshim, he's the sole Yerush, then he makes a Bracha Shachiyonu. If he is one of a number of siblings who are going to inherit, so there's a few boys, or... The, the, there was a few boys, so the, the, the inheritance is going to be spread m- amongst more than just himself. Then he makes a bracha of Atoiva Hamitiv, which is a very strange feeling. When you, you're standing there, you make the bracha of Baruch Dain Emes at the time of a departed parent, which is an extremely sad time. And immediately you make a bracha of Atoiva Hamitiv because you've received a Yerusha or because you've received a Yerusha. In today's terms, in today's world where most Yerushas go into probate and take a while to actually come out of probate, I'm not sure if we would make the bracha today. I don't know if that's considered an inheritance that you can access. Since you can't access that inheritance, it's very pro- probable that a bracha can't be made. I've been to many bedsides of people who have died and I've never yet heard anybody make the bracha of Hatayva Meitavu Shechiyonu on inheritance. We often write wills which circumvent the inheritance and therefore it's not considered a Yerusha. And if that's the case, you can't make the bracha either. But it's a very interesting scenario that you make a bracha of Hatayva Meitavu Shechiyonu on an inheritance. We've discussed in the previous year that when a person buys new new clothing, or he buys a new item which is creates simcha, then then he makes a bracha of Shechionu. If, however, he buys an item that's going to be used by him and his wife, or him and his family, then you don't make a bracha of Shechionu, you make a bracha of Hatoiv Vahametiv. Hatoiv Vahametiv. Whenever there's a something new, something good, which is being brought into your life, which is not specific to you, but shared by others, then that bracha becomes Hatoiv Vahametiv, because there's a dual goodness here. There's uh, something that you're benefiting and there's something that other people are benefiting. Whenever there's a combined benefit for more than one person, the bracha then, then ex- is exchanged to a hatoiv ha-metiv. Rather than being a shechiyonu, which is a bracha which is singular to the person who's making it, you make a bracha hatoiv ha-metiv because it's inclusive of all the other hatova, the other goodness that is, that's being felt here by the other people. There are, there are some who have the opinion that if a person receives a present of a new item, which technically which would require you to make a bracha, just as if you bought a new item. If you receive the present of a new item, then again you don't make the bracha of Shechiyonu. Because when you receive a present, even though you're the only recipient of that present, but there's two people who are benefiting from this. You're benefiting from receiving the present, and the giver benefits the pleasure of being able to give a present. And therefore we can consider this perhaps a dual hatova, a combined benefit. You for receiving it, 
him for having the pleasure of giving it. And therefore you should make the bracha of Hatoiva Hamitiv. That's an opinion that is mentioned in, in, in the Shainim. It's an opinion that's mentioned in Halacha. However, the Mishnah Buru Paskin is that it's not, doesn't constitute a dual Hatova, and therefore you would make for a present, which only you are benefiting, you would make a bracha of Shechionu, and you wouldn't make a bracha of Hatoiva Hamitiv. If a person saw 600,000 Jews in one, in one standing, 600,000 Jews together, which is something that can happen in an Etisrael. It does happen when they make the public, uh, when they make these public uh, demonstrations, uh, peaceful demonstrations, of course. When they make these public demonstrations in Etisrael, which the Gudonim sometimes do call, you can end up having 600,000 people there. This happened a few years ago when they, they was a demonstration because they, they, they felt that the government was anti-Torah and anti-religion. So they made this demonstration. There was more than six, there was probably around a million people there. And they made the bracha then, a bracha which the Shokhanar tells us, if you see 600,000 people together, then you make a bracha of Chacham Baruch Hashem Elekeinu Melech O'Elam, Chacham Harozim. Chacham Harazim means the wise one who understands the secrets. And the Mishnah Ruh explains the meaning behind this, this, which is based on the Gemara. The meaning behind this bracha is that when you see 600,000 people, you know there's 600,000 different views. They are Seyam Enon Shavis. No member of Kladishwad has the same das as his counterpart. Everybody has his own, his own das. Everybody has their own specific look. Patsufein Eina Shavis, Deusein Eina Shavis. 600,000 is the number of Klalisrol. That's the number of the Jews that came out of Mitzrayim. That represents a, a complete Klalisrol. All the complete different views, different deus, the different, the different, uh, elements of Klalisrol. So therefore you see them all together. You make the bracha of Chacham Rosin, a bracha that give praise to HaKadosh Baruch that he's the only one that's able to, he's the only one that's able to understand the secrets and the das of each single each single individual. If you see one of the great Chachomim in Klal Yisrael, then you make a bracha, Baruch Atah Hashem Lekeinu Melech HaYilom, Shecholak Mechachmosay Liyereov. Shecholak Mechachmosay Liyereov means he portioned some of his wisdom, Liyereov, to those who fear him. You see a man who's a great Hamichachon, you can make the bracha of Shecholak like Mechachmosay Liyereov. The Torah that a person has learned it is directly from the Rebbein Shleilam. It belongs, it's Chachmosay of the Rebbein Shleilam. Therefore, the man who's learning Torah is now in, 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 imbued, he's, he's, he's infused and imbibed with the Torah of the Rebbein Shleilam. And you're now seeing someone that is the Merkava, the embodiment of Torah Sashem. Therefore, you make a bracha of Shecholak Mechachmosay the Yosef Oymets, now this is the Yosef Oymets who brought down the Kadmon, the early Yosef Oymets, who, who wrote all Minog Ashkenaz, he wrote Minhoge Frankfurt, and we're talking about Minhoge Frankfurt from 400 years ago. He writes that this bracha nowadays is very difficult to be said, because we don't know who's considered a true Chochem. When you look at the Chochma of the Tanoim and Amaroim, it was, it was unbelievable. They, they were beyond our understanding. And you look at the, you look at the Chachma of the generations before us. Unbelievable. You look at the Gedolim of the generation before us. Unbelievable. Are we today? Is there anybody today? 
in a situation that we can turn around and say that we know that this chacham that was that we're seeing is someone that can have this bracha said over him. And therefore, because we're not sure, the Yosef Oymets, and that's our Shulchan and others, Paskin, that you shouldn't say the bracha today of Shecholak Michachmosa, the Yereov, because we're not sure if we have such Gedolim. However, there are many stories in recent times of when Gedolim did say this bracha. So, for instance, Rav Shleim Zalman Oybach writes in, in one of his forum, that he once went with David Baharan. David Baharan was one of the Gedali Yushalayim. He went to visit the Chazanish. And when David Baharan came in and saw the Chazanish, he said this bracha, Baruch atah Hashem lekeinu melech o'ilam, shecholak michochmosa le'ireyov. The Sefer Orchus Rabbeinu, which was written as a, 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 a life story of the stipler with the, the, some interesting uh, uh, lessons that one can learn from the stipler, he quotes there, it was written by Rabbi Hoffman. He quotes there that when the stipler told his son, he instructed Reb Chaim Kanievsky that when he sees the briskerov, he should say the bracha of she she cholak mechachmas So we have Maiserav. We have some stories of modern day times where Gedolei Yisrael did make the bracha, not like the Yosef Oimitz. There's a very famous story when the Chassan Sefer saw Meshulam Igra. Meshulam Igra was one of the great, great Gedolim, the greatest minds in the time of the Chassan Sefer. And the first time he saw Meshulam Igra, when he saw him, so he wanted to say the bracha of Baruch HaTashem Lekeim Echoilam Shecholak But he didn't want to say it with the bracha. So he said that he started reading the Gemara. Now, when a person reads the Gemara, you're allowed to say the name of HaKadosh Baruch because that's part of the text of the Gemara. And he said, Toner Abonon, Hurayim Chachme Yisrael, somebody who sees Chachme, uh, one of the Chachme Yisrael, Oime, he should say, and he said the bracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, Elekeinu Melech Oilem, Shechalak Mechachmos in Hireo. And then they started discussing together the, the, the Gemara and, and the, what was relevant to that Gemara. It triggered a, a, a a terrible discussion between the two of them. But then again, we see that the Chassan Sefer wasn't 100% clear. He was desperate to be able to make that bracha on the Mishul Amigur, but he wasn't 100% sure that you could make it just like that without uh, finding some way around it. And therefore, he's, the way around it was that he managed, he read the Gemara, and he said that the Pasuk, and he said the Gemara with the name of Hashem as it's written, and that way he got around the problem. The halacha tells us, the Gemara that tells us again, Horoya Chachme Umas Oilam. If you see one of the great wise men of the, na- from, of the nations, you should make a bracha, Baruch Shanosan Michachmosi, Lebosavadam. Blessed is Yakarish Bracha that gave from his wisdom Lebosavadam. Here we don't use the word Cholak because this is not Torah. Only Torah is a Chalak Elikaimim. Only Torah can you say that it becomes, is part of the Rebbeinishleim and Piriyachal. You have with Dveikos this wonderful connection now with the Rebbeinishleim. When it comes to Chachmi Umas Oilam and the uh, different Chachmas that the Umas Oilam have, that's not Chalak Mi'ireyov. Chalak Mi'chachmasi, it's only Nosam Mi'chachmasi. And therefore you make the Brachash and Nosam Mi'chachmasi in the Basavadam. The Mishnah tells us in the name of the Primagodim that you can only make this bracha if the wise man from the, the Umayyad Oilam is knowledgeable in all what we, what we call all seven chachmas. All seven chachmas. If he's only knowledgeable in some of those chachmas, 
then this bracha cannot be said. That means he has to be knowledgeable in seven chachmas. The seven chachmas are, he has to be uh, knowledgeable in philosophy, he has to be knowledgeable in mathematics, he has to be knowledgeable in geography, he has to be knowledgeable in, in chachmas ateba, in medicine, he has to be knowledgeable in music, and he has to be knowledgeable in some level of spirituality, and he has to be knowledgeable in what we call stargazing, which in the time of Chazal was called kishuf, in, in understanding the zodiacs and the stars, etc. You have to be knowledgeable in all seven areas of of Chachmas Olam Hazet. Seven, of course, is the number of the physical world. And therefore, there's seven Chachmas in Olam Hazet. And if you're not, if he's not knowledgeable in all seven, then you can't make the bracha. And therefore, in today's terms, to, to be able to make this bracha on one of the, the Chachme Umas Olam is going to be extremely difficult. Because I don't know if there exists a man that's uh, uh, wise in all seven Chachmas that all seven chachmas of this world. On a king and a queen, if you see a king or you see a queen, from the nations, so you see uh, Queen Elizabeth, then you make a bracha. Shenasan Kavod Malchus is the Rebbeinu Shleilam. If there's a king or queen in the world, then the cover that the king or the queen has is an extension of Kavod Malchus. We know this Rebbe Chon Vassman's uh, yacht site, this uh, recently, just, just around now, is Rebbe Chon Vassman's yacht site, when he was taken by the, the Mithuanians, Yemach Shimon, when he was shot in the fourth fort in Kovna, the, the, when he came to England, which he was, he was here in England, he was here for the Simchas Torah before the, the war, and they, 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 he, he danced Simchas Torah in the Adas in, in North London, and, uh, they, they sang for many hours. They sang together, Avrahman Shmakalenu, help Shanali Eden, which means Avrahman, please, Akadish Bracha, help all Jews. And then he finished off. He said, Avrahman Shmakalenu, Ichim Swishenze, I should be amongst those Jews that you help. He then went back and got taken by the Nazis from Slabotka, from Kovna, uh, and by the Lithuanians who were helping the Nazis, and he was killed. But when he was here in London, he went to Buckingham Palace to see Malchus. He wanted to see Malchus because Malchus of the Shma, the Arak and Malchus of the Shma, the Malchus that is expressed in this world is a similarity, is a, a analogy to the Malchus of the Rebbein Shleilam. And therefore he went to see Buckingham Palace and, and the, the pomp and splendor that was around the king at the time in order to give him an understanding of Malchus Shemaim. And therefore when you see a king or a queen, you say the bracha, Baruch that he gave some of his honor, the boss of Adam. Now, this bracha can only be said when you see the king and queen in her splendor. So if you went to Harrods and you saw him just bang into Queen Elizabeth walking around Harrods uh, shopping, you wouldn't be making the bracha because you're not seeing the queen as the queen. You're seeing her as an, as an ordinary person. You can only make this bracha when, the, when you, you're seeing the queen as the queen in the pomp and splendor with the pomp and splendor that surrounds her. The, the, there's a discussion in the poskim whether this bracha can only be said when you actually see the queen and king? Or can it be said if you just see the splendor around the queen and king? But of course, the queen and king has to be there. So if you go to Buckingham Palace and the queen's, you're not sure if she's there or not, then there's no question you can't make the bracha. If you saw a, 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 a caravan of soldiers and, and cars and etc., uh, where the queen was inside and you're not sure, you, you know she's there, but you can't actually quite see her, 
or the the Bricka Yesha the Chidot talks about if you see a, a a flotilla of boats where the queen is and around the, the queen's boat there'll be many other boats uh, army boats and etc a whole uh, uh, the whole pomp and ceremony of when the queen or the king would go on a boat then the, there are some and the Bricka Yesha the Chidot was of the opinion that you can actually make a bracha even if you don't quite see the queen and king it's sufficient if you see the pomp and splendor around the queen and king however there are many who disagree with that and say you can only make the bracha when you see the queen and king so in today's terms in modern terms in england if you went to see the changing of the guards where you see the the splendor and the the malchus of 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 queen elizabeth you wouldn't be able to make a bracha because the queen's not there you can't see the queen However, if you went to the trooping of the color and the, the queen was where the queen is there and that all the beautiful pomp and splendor which surrounds her and she's wearing her big name Malchus, then you can make the bracha of Baruch Shemasan Michwedoi Lebasavadam. There are some who question whether this bracha can be made on the queen today because the king and queen in the, that the Chazal were referring to were the king and queens that controlled and ruined the, and ruled the country. Uh, but nowadays where we have governments, then there are those who question whether the queen is considered just a figurehead rather, and therefore the bracha cannot be said, because you're not saying a bracha on a true melech or a true malka. But many poskim today still say that on the queen here in England you would make the bracha, because the queen still has uh, rights to veto a law. If she doesn't sign a law into law, it won't become law. She may never do that because she'd be worried that they'll make a law to get rid of her. But technically speaking, she has the the power of, of the law. She's able to veto or sign into a law. A law is not a law until she signs it in. And therefore, she's still considered a melech, a malka, and therefore the bracha on the queen can be said. I remember in 1970, I don't remember when it was, 75, around then, when we had the Jubilee, the Queen's Jubilee, and we all, the Queen did the tour around the country, and we all stood there on the side of the road, uh, waiting for the Queen to come by, and she came by, this was in, in North London, uh, I don't remember, maybe it was somewhere, maybe Lordship Park, one of the, I don't remember which road it was, and she came down with uh, the whole, uh, uh, her car, with, uh, fronted by police, and, and, and cars behind and cars in front. So there was a whole uh, moment of Malchus and one, one child, I don't remember which child it was, went into the car and gave her a, a bouquet of flowers, etc. And we all stood there and we made the bracha of Baruch Shemasan Michvaydoi Labasa Vadon. So clearly at the time, the Rabbonim at the time felt that, that was a correct thing to do, even for the Queen of England, even though she may be not much more than a figurehead. But since she does technically have to sign in a law, and the laws are not considered law until she signed uh, on the law, and then she's considered a malka, and the bracha can be made. If a person saw Kivrei Yisrael, every time a person sees a basic chorus, he has to make a bracha of Ashayotza, Eskambedim, etc. This is a bracha which is up on the wall in most Jewish Gothic chorus. You say this bracha when you come to the basic chorus, and you see a kivri, you saw, you see a cave of kivri, so you make the bracha of shayot, eskamadin, etc. All these brachas can only be said once in 30 days. So if you see the queen at the tripping of the color, and you then go and see her again 30 days later at some other event, you can, can't make the bracha again. If you see her more than 30 days later, then you can make the bracha again. It's only once in 30 days. If you see a, the queen in in ceremony, and you make the bracha, and then you see a different king 
Ten minutes later, a dignitary, a king that's come from abroad. I don't know which kings are, are kings anymore nowadays, but you see uh, a king in the, the king of Spain or whatever, and he comes and joins the ceremony. You can make the bracha again. You can make a second bracha on two, a different melech and a different malka. You can make the bracha again. I should not me make Question arises now if you see a basic course, so you make the bracha. What happens if you see a different basic course within thirty days? More than 30, less than 30 days, you can't make the, the bracha on the same basic chorus. How about a different basic chorus? Can you make a bracha on the different basic chorus? Or do we say there's a difference between a king, two kings, and two, but two, and two bate chorus? And the missionary has a doubt about this, has a discussion on this subject, and he, he, he does suggest that there is a difference between a basic chorus and two kings. Because two kings, you're seeing the splendor of one and you're seeing a different splendor when it comes to the other one. The, the, each one creates a certain awe, a certain splendor around themselves. And therefore, the, each one de- demands a bracha of a shenosan But a basic chorus, seeing a keva, each keva is the same. You're seeing a keva, you're seeing a burial plot, a one burial plot and the other burial plot. There's no difference between this burial plot and that burial plot. We're not making a bracha on the people inside the burial plot. We're making a bracha on Kivrei Yisro. And therefore, the mission of is more nighter, perhaps appears to seem to suggest that the minig is not to make a bracha on a basic chorus, even if it's a different basic chorus, unless you haven't been, haven't seen a basic chorus in 30 days. This is relevant to us because if a person walks past who playing basic chorus and looks at it, if you drive by, you probably don't look at the basic chorus. But if you walk past and you look at the basic chorus and then you go to a different basic chorus, unfortunately for Leviathan or for whatever it may be, then it's possible that you shouldn't be making the bracha or asha within because you've already seen and been to a basic chorus within 30 days. Somebody who sees a base of Vedazara. So in, in real, in real terms, that would be somebody who sees a, a Catholic church, which is a base of Vedazara. It's maybe Shituf, but it's a base of Vedazara. Then there's a bracha, which the Gemara tells us and instructs us to say, that is, that he's given a, a long leash. He's uh, not Turned his anger against those who are Ivarisona, who, who go, go against his will. Now, the Ramah adds that nowadays, when we live in Christian countries, and we live in, in, in countries of, of where there's Batiavadazara around us, we constantly see churches and other Batiavadazara, therefore, we, we, we're constantly seeing them less than 30 days. Where you constantly see something, and a bracha can't be made. And therefore, the Ramah tells us nowadays we do not make this bracha. However, there is a halacha which is relevant. We can't make the bracha, but what we have to remember that we are standing and passing uh, areas which are, are contrary to, to, to our belief system. And therefore, the Shukhanar tells us if a person, for example, uh, gets a thorn stuck in his leg, or his shoelace gets undone, or he drops some coins outside the base of the Zara, uh, he's got to be careful not to bow down to do, not to bend down to do up his shoelace or not to bend down to pick up his money or to take the thorn out of his, out of his, uh, out of his leg because doing that gives the impression, even though you're not intending to, but it gives the impression that you are bowing down to, to the base of Avedizara or to the Avedizara that's standing outside of it. <coughs> Avedizara today could be a, a cross or anything like that. And therefore one has to be careful. What one should do is 
turn one's back to, to the base of Zora and pick up the, the items that way and do the shoelace that way, but not to, to be given the impression of, of, um, having anything to do with the base of Zora. The, there are others who say, uh, in the Paskin right, that one shouldn't even look at the base of Zora. So when one walks by a base of Zora, particularly if the doors are open, one shouldn't be looking inside. One shouldn't be trying to, to have a look at anything which is relevant to Avedizora. The Yidbak Bechom Ummah, one has to keep far away from Avedizora as far as possible. And as we said before, all these brochas that are being said on the king, on, 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 on all the other brochas have to be said within the time frame of Shalom Alecho, Rebbe, or Murray. If you say within the, within the time frame of Shalom Alecho, Rebbe, or Murray, you can say the brocha. If the cause, the, the trigger of the brocha is still there, so, for example, if the queen is still there, you can continue to make the bracha. But if the queen walks past you in, in all pomp and ceremony, and by the time you realize what's going on, you want, you've passed the time of then you cannot make the bracha anymore. You can only make the bracha when it's there, within of the trigger of the bracha. There's another bichas hashvach that we say, and this time it's said once every 28 years. And this is what we call the bichas hachamo. We say once every 20 years, a bracha on the sun. It, there's a 28-year cycle for the sun to go around all its orbits. The sun doesn't orbit in in in, in a perfect circle, and therefore it, it it orbits around slightly differently from year to year, and therefore it only actually ever returns to the original point in the orbit that it was at the time of creation once every 28 years. On a Wednesday, I mean, Leil Wednesday, Leil Ravi, once every 28 years. And when we come around to that point where the sun on Leil Ravi is at the point of where it was at the time of creation, then immediately the next morning, which is the first time we're seeing that sun, we make a bracha. We make a bracha of Oysa Maase Bereshis. It is a repeat of Maase Bereshis. So we make a bracha of Oysa Maase Bereshis. This bracha can only be said on that day. can't be said any other day. According to many Pasuk in the bracha can only be said within the first three hours of the day. And therefore, you don't have a, a very big window. It's not a large window of opportunity to say that bracha. We say the bracha within the first three hours of the day. Others say that you can say the bracha until chatzos, which gives us a little bit of a bigger window of opportunity to make the bracha, but it's not huge. This mitzvah is unusual because normally we don't obligate a person to make the bracha on bichasaraya. But this bracha is one where there's a mitzvah to say it as early as you can. There's a mitzvah to say it with rav om, with many, many people, there's many people together, and therefore we all come together in shul on, on the day of the bichasachama, we double shakras early, with nets, and as soon as we finish davening, we come out, and we, we look up, and hopefully there's a, there's a sun in the sky, we make the bracha of the bracha is said with telim, it's said with certain piyutim, and, and added before and after, so that the, the bracha is not just a bracha of Oysimah but it's a bracha that's said around, all the way around uh, with the piyutim and shvach to the Rebbeinu Shnoilam, that we zeichet to see the sun, that we merit to see the sun back at the place where the sun was at that point of the time of creation. We can only make the bracha if we actually see the sun. If we don't see the sun, you can't make the bracha. If the sun is covered by clouds, even though there are some who would like to suggest that you can make the bracha when it's behind clouds, that's not how we paskin. They compare the sun behind the clouds to the 
queen and king who are sitting in, in the case of the boats, of the, the Bichiyesu, the, the Chidor, the case where the king and queen is sitting on their boat with the, all the pomp and splendor around him, we can't actually see the king and queen, but I, we can see the splendor of the king and queen. That's sufficient for us, according to those poskim, to be able to make a bracha. And therefore they would like to suggest that here as well. I know that behind these clouds is the sun. I know that the sun that's behind these clouds is the sun that's now at the point where it was at the time of creation. And therefore, I should be able to make the bracha. That knowledge that it's there should be sufficient, like those paskim say it's sufficient to make a bracha on the king and queen. However, we don't paskim, not there like those paskim, neither here like those paskim. And we only make the bracha if the sun is actually visible. So we wait for there to be a break in the clouds and uh, Baruch Hashem, we've managed the last twice that, we, that I've said it, we've managed to see the sun. The first time I said it was in Avigda Primary School together with Harav Dun as a Rocha, and we all stood in Padva, and we all stood together, the whole of Stanford all came to Avigda Primary School Playground, and that's where we said it, and last time we were there to say it together with Rabbi Feldman Zechariah Rocha in, in Shul, and Bez Hashem in a few years' time, we'll all say it together in good health, back in our shul, but we have to have the sun coming through the clouds, and the clouds have to break so we can actually see the sun. There is an opinion of the Chasm Seifer who says that even if you can just see the, the rays of the sun coming through the clouds, you don't have to see the full sun. If you see the, the, the ration, the, uh, the rays of the sun coming through, you can see the, the form of the sun behind the clouds, that's enough to be able to make the bracha of Oysimasabrashis, and he would have made the bracha uh, uh, on that as well. The Bez Hashem will be zechut to say that bracha all together in good health in a few years' time when we come back together into the courtyard of Shul and we'll be saying the bracha at the time. Hashem will be more than just us. We'll be the whole of Kalis all together and we'll be zechut to see the, the binyan by Shlishi. I'm going to stop now because to start a new a new section of Hilchas Brachas is, is a bit of a shame because we won't get very far in it. So we'll stop here, and Mesh will come back in two weeks' time, which is the final share before Tishabov, um, before the summer break. We'll try and finish off as much as we can of Hilfus Brachas. We still have a little bit more to do. We've got a bit more Bichas Shashvach, Suffolk Brachas to finish off. We have a Iker and Toffel, which we haven't done because that's complicated. I wanted to leave it for a time when we had a bit more uh, a little bit more presence of mind. And so we'll finish off for the, as much as we can next in the next year. We'll come back after the summer break, whenever that is. And Mr. Hashem will finish off Hilchas Brachas and start a new a new cycle of different halachas. But Mr. Hashem will be zeichet to be in good health and we'll see the Bisa Goyal with Korev. All together, all of us in good health. And here we may have a very good night. And thank you very Amen. much.